Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Hey everyone, how are you doing? I hope that you've been having a better week than me, or at least a less busy one. I have had an interesting week. It's been one of those weeks that felt like someone just put me in a hamster wheel and I have not stopped running <laughs> till now. And even then I still have one more day to go. But I am glad that it's Friday. I guess it's Thursday when I'm recording this, but I'm glad that it's Friday. I'm glad the week's over. This week was a grinder. First, I was celebrating my boyfriend's birthday over the weekend, so that was a whole bunch of fun, but I dedicated a lot of time to make it really special for him, especially since we're still kind of in quarantine and we can't go out and do the things that we normally would do, so I planned a lot of fun activities for us to do, but that took time, and so I compromised sleep to plan those things. And so I already had a kind of fun hangover, if you will, from the weekend, just a tiring weekend, even though it was fun. And then this week, I hit the ground running, and I had client meetings, a webinar to do, I had an interview to do, amongst all my other responsibilities, and this podcast. So I noticed it was one of those weeks where I started to slip up on my personal needs, and I just started putting them under the rug. I walked my dog less, I slept less, I ate worse foods over the weekend that don't serve my body as best as I want them to. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to self-care and why it's so important and how to take care of yourself because not only did I have to remind my own mind this week that no, self-care is important and it should be a priority in my life always, but I also had an interesting discussion with a client of mine this week about self-care, and I think you guys will relate to it, so I wanted to talk about that today. But before I go into that, I wanted to let you guys know that the How to Not Binge and Purge webinar went really well, despite some technical issues, and so I wanted to have all of you experience that. So if you still want to listen to the webinar, I recorded the webinar so all of you guys can listen to it and use that. So if you're struggling with binging and purging, you're trying to figure out how to deal with those urges to binge and purge, this webinar is the thing that you need to listen to. It will really help you understand how to process an urge, process your feelings and not act upon it. And so that webinar recording is in the show notes below. If you want to view it, you can just sign up for it on that page and it'll take you straight to the recording. Also, side note, if you want to hear something funny about the webinar, so on top of everything else that was going on this week, my face has been breaking out and I think it's because of the food that I ate over the weekend. <laughs> you know, sometimes diet really strongly affects my skin. But this may be TMI, but I had the worst pimple in my life this week. And <laughs> it's right above my eyebrow, or right on my eyebrow. So some of you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, have probably noticed it in some of my Instagram stories. But not only is it in a horrible spot, and it every time I make facial expressions, it hurts because it's so in such a tender area right next to my eyes and eyebrow. It's been giving me headaches. But the day of the webinar, I woke up, the pimple had made my eye corner swollen. It was crazy. It was like, this could not be happening. My eye can't be swollen for this webinar. So I was sitting at six in the morning with an ice cube over my eye trying to reduce the swelling. It was ridiculous. And I almost had a laugh at myself for how silly it was. You can kind of tell in the webinar, but it's very hard to see. So that could be another reason to go check out the webinar and try to see Jacqueline's swollen eye. <laughs> anyway, on to the episode. 
Okay, so my client and I were discussing the fact that she needs to take care of herself. We were trying to build a plan of self-care and treating yourself with compassion. And for some reason, she wasn't putting this on priority. And when I asked her how this felt to take care of herself, she said it felt kind of selfish. Because my client is the kind of person that works hard, she cares deeply about other people, and makes sure that they are taken care of before herself. She puts others before herself always. And she never wants to feel like she's being a burden to anyone. However, after she said this, I said to her, let's say if you give away everything, you dedicate every single minute of the day to others, all of your time, you don't take time to eat, you don't take time to sleep, to relax, to work to make money, maybe you even cut off all your hair and donate it, what else do you have to give? And of course, the obvious answer is that when you give away everything, you have nothing. All of us have this ideal person in our mind that just has superpowers. We look at all the other people who are successful in our eyes and we assume that they don't need to take any breaks like we do. That those people are going 24-7, non-stop. They never slip up or never need to stop to eat food. They never need to do anything for themselves because they are completely selfless and have endless amounts of energy. We always compare ourselves to the idealistic and unrealistic person who doesn't even exist and tell ourselves we should be doing more. Good people don't take time for themselves. Selfish people take time for themselves. I do this with my own business, especially when I first started coaching. I am very passionate about eating disorders and the people I'm trying to help. I was in your shoes once and it felt horrible. Eating disorders destroy lives. And after I watched how crippling it was to my own life, I never want anyone to feel that way again. It's why I created this podcast. However, I got into this mindset where I felt bad for charging for my services. I started to feel guilty for charging people for me to help them. I started to give all of my time away for free and discount my coaching and therefore myself. The problem with this is that then I was making no money. Oftentimes, we think that if you have more money, you are selfish. But something I heard that was brilliant is that you, if you have no money, you can't give away any money. It's how our economy works. You give someone money for the value they are providing to you, and then that person gives someone else money for some, something else of value to them. And then that money goes somewhere else. And with more money, I am able to help more people. Because now I have the money to invest in things like a podcast, webinars, creating a digital course. It's a full circle. The same goes for yourself we exchange the concept of money for the concept of your health, if you do not take care of yourself, your mind and body, you don't have much to offer the world because there isn't much to give. If you let your sleep, your hygiene, your nutrition, your mental health all go out the window, you will be like a plastic bag trying to hold three gallons of milk without ripping. It isn't going to work out. You're going to drop that milk. Self-care is not selfish. The more you take care of yourself, the more you have to give to others. And in fact, if you do not take care of yourself, you are becoming more of a burden. I'm not trying to tell you this to make you feel like a burden. That's not what I'm saying. But I want you to start thinking of how you treat yourself differently. You are like a plant. You need water and trimming every day. You need tender, loving care to flourish and to be able to offer more value. Say you're my basil plant. I have to water that basil plant every day. I have to make sure all its little buds are trimmed. And the more I do that, the more basil it gives me. 
If you do not water yourself, if you do not take care of yourself, you're going to wither and die. It isn't selfish. Now, a lot of people counter this argument and say, well, I just don't want to be so obsessed with self-care that I only do things for myself. What even is self-care? Eating five brownies while watching Netflix, is that really self-care? Here is what I define as basic self-care and things that I make non-negotiable in my own day. And these are things that I recommend that my clients do as well. You can layer more self-care on top of these depending on what kind of day it is. But when life gets busy, this is the basic list that I fall back on every single day of the bare minimum I need to do for myself. I make these things non-negotiable because, like I just said, self-care is how you give more. But also, personally, if I don't do these things, it's, it's much harder for me to stay in a good headspace. I usually feel more depressed, lethargic, and it's much easier for me to fall back into old habits and negative thinking. So, here's my self-care list. Number one, sleep. Sleep is huge. Sleep deprivation is not to be messed with. And You cannot catch up on sleep. If you miss sleep that night, then that's causing damage. There's no catching up on sleep over the weekend. Sleep deprivation can lead to a whole host of health issues, anywhere from drowsiness and worsened mood to putting you at a higher risk for heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, a weakened immune system, depression, and more. Yet, a lot of us sacrifice sleep first. I think that we tend to sacrifice sleep first because it's so easy just to stay up a little bit later or it's easy to wake up a little bit earlier, but you shouldn't. It may not feel that bad the first day or even the first week, but it will catch up to you quickly, even if it's just an hour a night. And again, like all other things I'm going to tell you, when you don't get enough sleep, it's a lot easier to fall back into depression, unhealthy thoughts, and habits that you do not want. When you're trying to stay mentally strong and trying to break habits and trying to build new healthy lifestyle choices for yourself, it's going to be a lot harder to do that when you do not get enough sleep. And if you are struggling to get sleep, here's a couple things to try. I know a lot of you struggle with anxiety. I struggle with it too. Um, I don't usually have much trouble sleeping. I've always been a good sleeper, but I know people that have trouble with sleep. I've, I've done research on sleep. So here are some things that you can try, and when I'm not sleeping well, these are the things that I go through to make sure I have my sleep on point. So first, create a bedtime ritual. Try to turn off electronics one hour before bed. If you can't do that, at least turn your electronics, like your iPhone or your computer, to the nighttime lighting settings, which will make all of that blue light, that intense blue light on your phone, on the screen, into warm light. Blue light makes you want to stay up, whereas warm light doesn't have as much of an effect on falling asleep. Maybe take a relaxing shower before bed, drink some comforting tea, read a novel. It's really important if you're reading before bed to read something that is just going to relax you. There's a difference between fiction and nonfiction. Try not to read educational books before bed. I've tried that and then my mind was just spitting the whole night. Don't do it. (laughs) Make sure your bedroom is cool and comfortable and has no interfering lights. Make sure it has air flowing by turning on a fan. Do not stay in bed scrolling on Instagram. This will just keep your brain working and wanting to scroll more and more. It's super addictive. Before you know it, you will have lost an hour of sleep to scrolling on someone's profile. (laughs) And for what? You can even set a timer on your apps, which I do, especially since I'm active on Instagram. I usually set a timer for myself now so that I'm not spending more than an hour and a half on Instagram a day just because 
by then I'm not really helping myself. I'm just wasting time on there. So that could be helpful if you're having trouble with spending too much time on Instagram. And if you are very anxious and sometimes have trouble sleeping because you have a lot on your mind, this is usually if I'm having a hard time sleeping, that's the worst. Like the night before the webinar, I was having horrible sleep. I kept having this reoccurring nightmare that my webinar went awful. Try journaling before bed. Write down every single thing you were worried about and maybe even solutions to those worries. Stupidly, I did not journal before the night before my webinar, so it usually helps when I do that. Writing things down allows your brain to calm down a bit and let those thoughts that have been spinning around in your head all day a place to reside for a bit. It gives your brain that that moment to be like, oh, we don't have to think about this anymore because they've written it down. It's in a space we'll remember. So that's the benefit of writing those things down. Also, don't spend time in your bedroom any other time than when you go to bed. If you start hanging out there during the day to do homework or talk with friends, your brain starts to associate your bedroom with work or socializing. If your brain only associates your bedroom with a sleeping sanctuary that it is, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to want to sleep. When you go to your bedroom, the only urge you should have is sleeping. Try to build up that environmental habit. Number two on the self-care checklist is hygiene. This one is pretty simple, but it's big. For myself, I notice that if I don't take a shower in the morning, I feel worse. Not only does the water wake me up, it's refreshing, but it's also the idea that starting my day fresh and clean, that simply makes me feel better. When you feel grimy and dirty, it's a lot harder for you to take yourself seriously and want to make good decisions for yourself. Also, cleaning yourself, the act of taking care of your skin, moisturizing, brushing your hair, keeping your nails trimmed, all of those basic hygiene needs, they show yourself the act of taking care of yourself. It's reminding yourself that you have a body that's worth respect and deserving of care. The more and more you do that, the more you think about yourself and you think about your needs. Basic hygiene, just like sleep and all these other things, should be non-negotiable. It is not okay if you're not taking a shower every day. It's not okay if you're not taking care of your body every day. Third, mental hygiene. So just like your body needs to be taken care of, so does your mind. This one is the one that I tend to neglect the most, which is hilarious since I coach people. Uh, what I mean by mental hygiene is cleaning up the thoughts in your brain, taking time each day to think, exercising your mind through journaling and reflecting. What happens for me is usually I skip these when I'm feeling good, so maybe I'm having a day where I'm feeling better, or I'm busy, or both, and then I just don't journal. But then, after a few days, negative thoughts start to come in, and because I'm not managing my mind as good as I usually do, and then I have to go through this big journaling session where I'm trying to get all of those junk thoughts out of my mind and trying to reflect again. Instead, what you should be doing is journaling at least five minutes a day, longer if you like, let your mind just flow. Writing things down and reflecting your thoughts is so, so, so powerful. It gives your mind time to be heard and time for you to see what's really going on up there. It helps you to be more aware of your thinking and if there are things that you should be working towards changing. It helps you dream and visualize. I recommend all my clients do this and all of you should too. Take care of your mental hygiene. Food. You need energy to function, which is what food is. It's energy. Now, I know we are two sides of the spectrum here when it comes to eating disorders. For those of you that are struggling with bulimia and binging, food is a love-hate relationship, and I get that. 
Some days you just want to starve yourself, and some days you just want to eat everything under the sun. A lot of times you just wish that you didn't need food at all, that you could just get rid of it entirely. My suggestion to you is first, if you are in the mindset that you think you don't deserve to eat, it is your responsibility to disagree with that thought. Your body deserves nourishment, no matter what your weight is. That thought is only true if you decide it's true. You're not disgusting for eating food. You're not undeserving of food. You're not an awful person for eating food. You deserve nourishment, and your mind deserves nourishment, just like anyone else. If you are thinking about binging, consider what this is doing to your body. Same as before, it's your responsibility to counteract that urge, to let that urge in, but not act upon it. And again, you can check out my webinar on how not to binge and purge. Really useful information if you're struggling with this right now. Recognize that binging and purging is the exact opposite of self-care. It is a punishment to your body. It is temporary relief to a larger problem in your life. When you were struggling in the cycle of starvation and binging, what helped for me was to start choosing foods that were healthy and something that I enjoyed. Because I did understand that I need to eat and you need to eat. So go to the grocery store and instead of getting nothing or only getting binge foods, I would choose something that was healthy that I actually enjoyed. I would pick out something that was healthy that I actually enjoyed. So instead of getting just cucumbers or broccoli or instead of just getting Oreos and ice cream, I would get nut butter and sweet potatoes. I would get bananas and watermelon. I would get Boca burgers. All of those things are things that are healthy and they all, I also enjoy them. And obviously I have opinions on what healthy food is and isn't. But you need to decide what health is to you, what foods work for you. It's a journey. You can't go from 0 to 100. You can't just go from having Oreos and cake and all these things in your fridge to having just cucumbers. Like, it's not going to work out. Choose a healthy diet that works for you. If you hate it, adjust it. Find things that you like. That's the only way a healthy lifestyle is going to work for you. And when you think of nourishment, don't think of it as a punishment. You getting to eat healthy foods that you enjoy, that's a luxury. It's a luxury for you to feed yourself and your body foods that help it and foods that nourish it and foods that make you thrive. That's amazing. So think about that when you're taking care of yourself by eating today. Number five is movement. And this one is big for me. It really, really helps manage, helps me manage my anxiety. And what I usually try to do, which I didn't do as much this week, which is probably why my anxiety was worse this week, is I try to walk or run once a day. Usually in the mornings before my day starts with my dog. Not only does it help my dog, who's also quite anxious, calm down for the rest of the day, but it helps me to get in a better headspace. It gets my blood flowing. It makes me feel better. There's so many benefits to exercise and moving your body and cardiovascular health. Also, you don't have to run. You don't have to walk. If you like weightlifting, which I like doing, do that. If you like jump rope, do that. If you like biking, do that. Pick a healthy movement exercise that you enjoy doing and do it once a day. Number six, joy. Joy is so, so important and it's often overlooked at least once a day, but you should find time to do something in your day that gives you pure joy. If you're not getting enjoyment out of life each day, then what's the point of it? Life is 50-50 and I'm in complete acceptance that my life Every day is not going to be full of peaches and roses. There's going to be stuff 
in my life that I just don't like. And there's going to be things that happen in my life that aren't the best. But I try to make it a habit that I do something for myself each day that brings me pure joy. Whether it's working on the podcast, I really love doing that. Or it's taking my dog for a walk, I really enjoy doing that. Or it's talking to my boyfriend. I love talking with him and having conversations with him. It gives me pure joy and it makes me feel happy. Do things that make you feel happy. Do things that uplift you. Find something you like that isn't related to food, your body, anything, and indulge in it. You should be having joy each day. So, so important for a fulfilling long-term life. So, I hope that this helped you guys out. This is my, I guess, six-step checklist. I'm going to review it one more time. Sleep, hygiene, mental hygiene, nourishment, movement, and joy. All of those things are completely non-negotiable, and you should be checking them off once a day. Taking good care of yourself is not selfish. It helps you. It helps you become the best version of yourself, and it helps you give to others do more for yourself so you can do more for others. It's so, so important. So that's all I have for you guys today. Obviously, if you're looking for more of these things, if you're wanting to take these steps further, I do one-on-one coaching. You can find more information about this on my website, but coaching really, really helped me through recovery, and that's why I'm doing it now. So if you want to find out more about my coaching process, you can go to bingebreakers.com. Remember that the webinar link is below and look forward to this weekend because there will be an extra interview coming out on Sunday. So I hope that you guys enjoy that. It seems like you're really liking them based on my analytics. Thank you so much for being here and listening. I'm so honored that all of you guys listen to this podcast every day. It really makes my day. So have a good weekend. Make sure to take care of yourself. Make it a priority. I'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Bye.